I guess uh, let's do an awkward pause. And we're unawkward. No, no, I'm still a bit awkward. <laughs> this pause hasn't <laughs> solved anything. My awkward levels are just the same. Oh, but a bumping. Oh, it might be one of those kind of shows. <laughs> what do you mean um, by that? <laughs> lame jokes, gangster corn, you know, those kind of shows. I think uh, that's what I'm going to use for the out. <laughs> I'm going to pull this bird article up. I oh, yeah, you, you give us the word on that bird. I, honestly, like, legitimately from a, like, I, I legitimately thought this was interesting, so, like, I don't know how interesting it is for the show, but, like, to me, it was interesting. Um, alrighty. I guess we actually do things. Oh, hey, yeah, I guess I should pull up my insult, too. Where's that at? There it is. Alright. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody! Welcome to another episode of Board Shenanigans. It's the port. It's the post Fourth of July show, and like always, we're live and we're nude as we always are after July. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I Nothing's don't know changed you. there. <laughs> yeah, every July I just take my pants off and talk to people. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's been a tradition for years, long heralded tradition since 1776. People have been have been walking around naked after the Fourth of July, so <laughs> we have carried on that tradition. Yeah, you have to have some sort of pole to run your flag up, right? I mean, somebody's got to star spangle your banners and see that your flag is still there. Oh, I'll I'll show you what it means for the bombs to burst in the air. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna shoot semen out of my penis up in the air. <laughs> the, the bombs are my <laughs> my uh. testicles. <laughs> Is it going to be a red, white, blue, red, white, and blue semen? <laughs> well, mine is generally sparkly. I don't know about you. Communist, <laughs> or I get, or I guess, like you Tory bastard, you red-coated son of a bitch. Well, no, it's like sparklers. You know, we're always a better idea than you really think they're going to be. <laughs> the funny thing about that is, like, whenever you say my semen's like sparklers, like everybody, including me, stop cocked their head to the side and thought of that for a minute, and then it's like, oh, get that image out of my head. Indeed. And this is Board Shenanigans, so, and I'm here with Cody Jeems, a man who reminds me a lot of 1973. Nam, Nixon, OPEC crisis, first light beer, and the doors disbanded. And as as we're flipping our thing, I am joined by the venerable Reverend Brewer, who just insulted me, and he is proof that sheer terror does exist as I wonder if somewhere out there somebody hates me as much as I loathe him. Um, I, I think there is, in fact. And it's not just your wife. Oh, oh, because you're oh. married, so we can do those ger generic jokes on you. Oh, actually, I did get a the generic marriage joke, like, sprung on me, and it wasn't good at all. But, like, I had to explain it to somebody, which made it even less funny. So, we're sitting there, and, like, um, it was uh, Madison, Madison's little sister and her boyfriend, and they all, they were over for the fourth or whatever, and uh, he said something like they were like the, her dad was talking to those two, and he said some he said something like, "Well, you know what the best birth control is," and uh, her boyfriend has a, has a son, and uh, he points at him because he's like running around. He like points at him. He's like that right there, and he's like, "No, no, no, a wedding cake." And they both look at each other, like, cock their heads, like, eye ra eyebrow raised, like, what the fuck? And, like, you know, he looks at me like, you got it, right? And I was like, yeah, how could you not get that? It wasn't good. It wasn't funny. 
it wasn't good. I mean, you know, 1953 called. They want their joke back. But, and then it's like, and then they're like, I don't get it. What do you mean? It's like, wedding cake means you don't get laid after you get married. That was the joke. That's That was as good do, as it Do got. you want to tell us about airline food? Or, or how about how long the bathroom <laughs> lines are outside of the women's bathroom? And what's the what's the deal with New Jersey? It's over three hundred years old. Yeah, I don't know. Well, do you have any other corny jokes for us? No, in fact, tell me a corny joke right now. <laughs> two pretzels, are, two pretzels are walking down the street, and one of them gets assaulted. But I'm bump Jane. Oh, oh, oh! Oh, was that was that a twi- was that a twisted joke? Were you all caught up in the pretzel oven? Uh, no food, no jokes to snack on here. You had to wait in line to deal with them? Um, yeah, Cody, sure. I really put some mustard on top of that? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any room for There's That's no it. room That's for all the pretzel about jokes pretzels. I have. In fact, I don't take kindly to your pretzel puns. <laughs> I've got standards, damn it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stoop to your level. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Like, wait a minute, man. Like, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> My grandfather was killed in Vietnam by a pretzel. <laughs> uh, you you see a you see a simple salted bag of deliciousness. I see the enemy just waiting and plotting. I mean, <laughs> on no account will you ever see a communist eat, eat a pretzel. Oh God. So I guess. Brewer, anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you lately? Well, I wasn't killed by a pretzel. Um, or, or sexually molested well, by one either, for that matter. Well, mark that off as a victory. <laughs> Sir, where did the pretzel touch you? <laughs> Show me on this doll. Oh, God, in the mouth. <gasps> it was all on my lips and my tongue. It even touched my nose. It, it went from the soft kind to the crunchy kind in mere minutes. Do you have a pretzel preference? Which which would you prefer to be molested by? Well, I guess it depends on if they buy me something nice at first, or are we just talking like date rape pretzels? Uh, date rape pretzels. Well, if they're gonna force themselves to shove something into my mouth, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the uh, the soft like full full size stadium style pretzels because they go down a little easier. That realistically, I do actually like those much prefer those to the uh, hard crunchy little ones that. You gang up on you. Oh yeah, that's definitely a gang bang of pretzels. If, if, you, if a bag of those saunters in, you don't know what you need to do. <laughs> you just know troubles, troubles afoot, but you don't know how to deal with it. Oh yeah, I mean it's oh. it's goes without saying. So, what would you do if like your least favorite food attacked you? Like, I, I, guess, I guess to preface that, you'd have to tell me what your least favorite food is, and if it was like did manifest itself and was going to cause harm to you. How would you deal with that scenario? Well, I don't know. First, first off, um, I, I think before I could preface this, I'm like, I have a food that I just, I, I don't understand particularly well, and and I guess you could say it's my least. I'm a man who does not enjoy a salad. Okay. See, let me give you the beef on my uh, my beef on the salads here. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's topped with all kinds of goodness. Well, that's one of my issues, in fact, with salads. Once you start putting things on them, like croutons and carrots and things like the hard things on them, they become in- increasingly mo- more difficult to eat. 
Because then you either have to just, like, oh, hey, I'm just going to spoon up all the lettuce first and then eat all the leftover hard bits at afterwards or one or the other. Because you can never get a mixture of it in your mouth. So it's like one or the other, so you might as well not even put them on there. Just have them in a separate bowl all in all. And, you know, too, I really don't like many things that go into salads on, on general. So it's really just, like, lettuce covered in dressing. So I, I don't I don't understand. I, I don't get it. How do you... Maybe I'm... Am I just a fool and don't know how to eat a salad? Is that is is that the situation? I don't know. Would chopsticks make it easier? Do, do you need two I forks? Guess, honestly, I wasn't a real big fan of them until I started making them myself. And I kind of, like, Madison and I kind of have it down to a pretty awesome science, the way we do it. Because I hate that fucking white iceberg lettuce, like, so much. I've never liked it. It's like stagnant water to me. I don't understand the point of it. And so generally... <laughs> and after ours, what it did to the Titanic... Is, Right, yes, you know, it's it's there, it sinks this ship, it kills all those people. It make it makes that god awful movie with Leonardo DiCaprio in it, you know. All those things. Um but anyway, like I I never really got into them, but we basically make them I think the way you're bitching about, where it's basically a bowl of vegetables with some like spinach in it and you just like kinda get whatever and I don't know. I, I like it, but uh, no, that's kinda I, me. I, I I'm again it. I, I don't understand it. It's like it's like this weird like it. It's kind of like if you were to invite like gangbangers and like uh, Christian missionaries and to have a party with those. Nothing mixes well with each other. It, it's violent. It's messy. I I don't understand it and why it happens. There's so much recruitment going on at this party. It's like they're giving you religious tracks and they're trying to give you red bandanas. You don't even know what. To yeah, do. exactly. F- fuck all that noise. I don't I don't understand them. So my salads just pretty much into being like lettuce with dressing and 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 in fact i'm gonna put fuck you and your ranch dressing all of you out there just fuck them all it's the most highly overrated thing in the world uh i i am with you on it is extremely overrated um in fact i'm not i'm not a fan of any of the creamy dressings i like the ones that are the the more like vinegary based ones see and i I, i'm kind of of the opinion like i don't understand like okay I, i get nobody asked me but why is it that, like, the standard go-to salad dressings are, like, the Thousand Island one, it's ranch, it's Ital- and it's Italian. I mean, those are basically the three main ones. I mean, occasionally you can get Caesar somewhere, but for the most part, those are pretty much your options. And, like, if you're one of the f- people that likes the fringe salad dressings, like, you gotta, you gotta go, like... You gotta go over here and like do it yourself and vote third party for salad dressings. It's like, like if you want, like I want some Russian salad dressing or a balsamic vinaigrette. Or like like <laughs> or like blue cheese. Like why is blue cheese so hard to find? Like I can't hardly ever find that because that's definitely my preference. Or I do like Caesar quite a bit, but other than that, I, I you know. Plus it is you know. Plus I just enjoy the fact of like you know you could be eating your salad and be like eat too brute you know. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean you wouldn't want to have any Nero salad dressing. <laughs> It'd be the spiciest of all, right? Uh, well, okay. So, so does that mean? Does that mean that like is salad legitimately your least favorite um, thing, or is like I, I don't understand? I, it. I, 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 I definitely agree because I know you're a you don't like to work to eat kind of person. Like I totally, I totally know that. So I mean, I definitely understand that on certain things. Like I don't get, I don't get like crawfish, or I don't get crab. Because you get, like, such a small amount of meat, and it's so much work to get it. 
it's kind of like not even worth it. To me. Yeah, there's not really a I I don't understand, <laughs> or or just the simple fact of like why would you eat that? Like yeah, this expense you're you're definitely burning more calories than you're ingesting for sure. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, it's not bad, but to me, it's like, well, if you're gonna do that, why wouldn't you just do lobster or shrimp, which you can either, you know, pull the tail off of, or I guess pull the head off of, and you know, <laughs> slower. That way, it actually get like a, like get it, get it <laughs> slower. <laughs> All right, now dip it in the cocktail sauce. Oh, oh, you oh that cocktail Better have a bib on for this. <laughs> oh God, my semen's like sparklers coming out. Oh. It whistles, too. <laughs> it's really uh, scary when it pops at the end, though. Uh, uh, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be the recurring joke of this show. Apparently. Uh, Alright, anyway, so, b- back on the important, hard-hitting news. Like, food you hate, and how would you, how would you vanquish it if it was your foe? Um... I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, I could go with salad because it's, I, I can't, because generally, hey, Cody, it's, it's strange, but, you know, I generally don't like to surround myself with food I hate. I generally just ignore it. <laughs> so I might not be well-versed. And I'm sure there's many things out there I hate that I don't eat. <laughs> I, I, I really can't stand this, but I'm going to put it in my mouth. <laughs> I bet this tastes terrible. Come here. Oh, wow, wow. So I'm having a hard time deciding what it is that I that, that I don't like. Well, I, I guess I'm not guess, a big fan right, of mushrooms. Fine. I guess there's that. Okay. But okay. I mean, those are really easy to defeat. I figured if they were personified, I mean, they're probably high on themselves. So you, or just, what, you just expose. Yeah, them? you kind of confuse them. You show them, play some Pink Floyd for them. Just just like expose them to direct sunlight and dry heat, and they're gonna go away. Well, that will generally get rid of me too, but. <laughs> you don't want me around. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. So, like, you, you basically, you you are what you hate. Like, you have something no! you need to tell us? <laughs> I, well, see, you, you either, you know, live to be a hero, you know, until you die, or, or grow into the monster that you despise, right? Uh, that's funny. Like, and see, like, with mine, I don't know that I can make an objective opinion, because, like, well, okay, fine. I'm gonna have to say bananas, and it's simply because they started the war first, because I'm oh, so oh, yeah, allergic to Oh, yeah, because, like, you know, like, God created him perfectly for us, so we could have something to use, right? You're an arbiter of the of the Dark Lord, right? Oh, yeah, well, that's, that, well, that's the other reason. The main reason is I'm allergic as crap to them, and they started the war. They declared war on me. So, you know, and after you've had to go, after you've had to go get the little tube shoved down your throat at the hospital and had to get an EpiPen, like, you know, oh, God, I'm swelling up. I got to go get a shot. Fuck that food. Fuck you and the tree you grew on. I don't think it's funny when people slip on your peel. I I think you're an asshole. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, how how many tunes have died due to banana-related incidents? One too many. In fact, hi, I'm Reverend Ryan Brewer at the Anti-Banana Foundation. Did you know that every year, four, 400 tunes in disenfranchised countries die due to banana peels? I think it's time for the violence to end. You, you there could help us. With the price of a single cup of coffee every hour, you could save a tune's life. Just please call, think of them. I I donated to the help a tune get rid of 
get rid of Bananas Foundation, and I know my life's been more complete. I know that no longer do I, ha do I have to worry about Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck carelessly walking walking in, into a room and falling on their face. Now they really can put the, put that down and come over here without fear of falling on their falling and dying. And it's not the bananas the bananas that are always the, the cause of the death. Sometimes it's just what leads to it. How many times have you seen this? A tune slips on the banana peel and then there they slide right in the path of a moving semi-truck or right underneath a falling piano. How many times? One too many. Please, please stop the violence. Please stop the hate. Call, call us now with your donation. <laughs> and now let's play some sort of like, you know, sad Sarah McLaughlin song underneath it or something. And then we'll be perfect. Exactly. I mean, well, that happened. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is, is there's nothing different there that would have happened normally. That is a good point. <laughs> oh, indeed. Oh, so we mentioned that it was the Fourth of July. Did you do anything on the Fourth of July? Any like, did you, how did you celebrate your independence and liberty? Well, I went up to every British person I could find and flipped them off, hard as possible. Like, <laughs> we won the war, you limey bastards! Go back and sulk with your ewes. <laughs> what if people did that? Like, you had like British neighbors, and you like every every Fourth of July, you're like. Loser! You're a big loser! <laughs> like, we won! You lost! Like, back-to-back -back champions on your ass! Like, War, war of Independence, War of 1812! Well, suck it, bitch! <laughs> yeah! Oh, how is it great? Oh, look at all this freedom I'm enjoying right now! Oh, God, I'm just so covered in it! Oh, what do you have? Nothing! <laughs> you're left with Canada! I was born into this freedom because I am an American. You imported yourself because you knew that our freedom was better than yours. And I'm watching Drink you. it in. I'm watching you. I know what you're planning. <laughs> you're trying to take it over again. You thought today would be the day to do it. You're like, oh, look, we'll show them. No, you not on my watch. <laughs> you get back in your house right now. But my wife's pregnant. I had to get her. No, stay in the house until the fourth is over. But, but please, I just ate a banana. I need a no... You stay. And it's like the most stereotypical, like, you have to be like the most stereotypical neighbor, like, rocking the mullet, the red, white, and blue pants, like, you know, one of them America, love it or leave it shirts, <laughs> no sleeves, you know, dri driving your gas gas guzzling American car. Oh, well, of course, I mean. I, I mean, I, I mean you'd, have to, you'd have to drink your, I don't know, Bud Light or Miller Light, whichever one's made in America, by God. Well, goddamn sure, right? You know, just bet. Goddamn sure. <laughs> Isn't that what you'd say? You know, just, you know, party size bag of chips all for yourself. Because wherever I'm at, I'm partying. And I, <laughs> I'm partying on freedom. Exactly. And on the 4th, I party for the whole country. Oh. <laughs> uh. God, that's funny. Like, hey, so like, did so? Did you get to did you get to do any of this? Did you get to oh, brag yeah, in British like, people's faces? Yeah, I was like, hey, you British person, look at how great our gum is compared to yours. Suck on that. <laughs> oh, what kind of what kind of steak what kind of steak are you are you grilling? Because mine's USDA approved. Oh uh, yeah. You know my favorite band is America. You know what channel on TV I always watch USA. But yeah, other than that, um. Well, actually, on the 4th, I went to Brent's house and, and enjoyed some of his sweet freedom. And by sweet freedom, I mean um, uh, burgers that I didn't have to pay for that, that he did. And 
<laughs> and also, apparently, leftover beer from the last party that they're like, please drink this. And I'm like, you don't have to tell me twice. So, yes, that was the sweet freedom. If it helps a friend out to take a couple extra beers, I will do my part. Yeah, I mean, you know how many friends have died due to excess beers? <laughs> Dude, is your refrigerator weighed down by all the all these bottles of beer in there? Never, never fear. Call call beer, beer extermination crew today. They'll be more than happy to show up, take the excess beer off your hands, imbibe it responsibly, and leave and leave you with with nothing but recyclable bottles. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan Brewer from Brewer's Beer Remover Company, and, and I will do my part. You just point me to the infestation, and, and with a crack team of specialists, we will get in there and, and use, we will rotate our baits around to make sure we can collect all the beers, because you can't have your beers becoming immune to your refrigerator. But don't worry, if the infestation is large enough and we and we have to consume as many as possible upon the purposes, you'll be getting that beer back via, via your uh, septic system. <laughs> we, we are a non-destructive beer removal company. Uh, this might also be the running gag of the joke. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cody James with Port Shenanigans. Are you tired of running gags on podcasts that you listen to, and would you like them to end? Contact us contact us now at boardshenanigans at gmail.com and we'll be more than happy to investigate and do our journalistic and podcastly duties to get, to get rid of running jokes on podcasts you listen to. Thank you. Oh yeah, there I was once, right? You know, you're just sitting around, you know, listening to a podcast and you're just like, oh man, this is exciting and everyone's cheering. And then you're like, man, I thought I heard this joke before, but only slightly differently. So I started sweating and feeling feeling kind of nauseous but you know everyone else was just telling me that it's cool it's cool that's the way these things kind of are and i didn't even realize that that's not how they're supposed to be this is the kind of terror that no one should have to experience while listening to on-demand audio we're doing what we can to eradicate such violent offenders you know one out of of three podcast listeners do not report um running gags throughout it we can't let them go silent with support, like support from the uh, Beer Removal Foundation and and uh, car- cartoons against bananas abuse, we we have uh, created a strong partnership to help stop running jokes on podcasts. Thank you, America, for doing your part. <laughs> report, report running some of that sweet freedom. <laughs> report uh, um, running gag violence whenever you see it. Uh, anywho, other than that, um, um, then the day after the 4th, I guess the 5th of July, which is, is equally important a day in American history, because we were still continuing to kick the British's ass. <laughs> um, hey, we didn't only kick their ass for one day. No, no, we make sure to always kick their ass. Right now, there are Americans kicking, still... kicking British ass. <laughs> but, so, so on the 5th, um, uh, some of my other friends, uh, We'll call him Steve because his name is Steve. <laughs> You're a master of deception, you crafty bastard. Exactly. He, in fact, he may be well on his way to becoming one of the Steves. So one of the Steves. Yeah, you know the the, the scientific Steves of Project Steve. So because he is working on getting his doctorate. 
fucking doctor things. Oh, okay. Now I'm with you. Now that's a callback to an earlier episode. Don't worry about it, Cody. I know you can't remember what we talk about. Um, so other than that... Don't make me report you. <laughs> so... Uh, he had the idea of having, like, hey, ha- let's have a some sort of late-night um, barbecue thingamahoot at a park. Like, you know, we're going we're, well, we're to you know, barbecue some stuff late at night and uh, play some hide-and-seek at night because that's more fun. Well, it was incredibly fun. We had a, we had a good crowd show up. It, it was quite magical, in fact. What we ended up doing was, you know, we once again brought some more beers and some of the ladies brought some wine. <clears throat> Somehow we decided we had to, like, play drinking games, which was... The, the one that was brought up was the, I don't know, the one the one where you say something that you haven't done that you think everybody else has done, and if they've done it, they've drank. You know, that thing. You know, like we're in high school. Ah, as opposed to, like, when adults drink it, it's like, what's the drinking game? Drink the beer! How do I play it? Self-explanatory! Yay, I win! That. That, that was my suggestion, actually, was, let's just play the... Because it started getting really hard because we realized how lame of people we were. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> so it was like, oh, what haven't you done? Um, I don't know. Like, I guess I haven't... I, I mean, because it sounds like if you don't know what you haven't done, that me- sounds like you're exciting because, oh, I've done it all. Well, it's more like, what haven't I done that I think you guys haven't done? It, I mean, my biggest claim to fame was, like, I haven't texted anybody. I, I, haven't, I haven't thrown my texty fingers out on anything. And that was the biggest one there, for sure. Um, you know, it did get a little dirty at times, which was pretty damn awesome. Um, but, you know... All in all, we realized incredibly how boring we were. Like, I don't know, whatever you done, I don't know. Um, but, you know, so we did that for a while, and, you know, ate, ate burgers, and um, then we started playing the hide-and-seek, which went quite well, until... So so there we are, right? And, like, we're just enjoying life, just what, what, all the party nonsense, right? And we get busted up by the cops, man! Aw, uh, yeah. Got totally busted on by the... They all rolled up and be like... What are you kids doing out here? And we're like, what? I don't know, man. They're like, you gave us too, you you just having too much fun. You gotta leave. Oh, so well, then then you know, then you do like everyone else would do. You know, we go back to someone's house, in which where we um, uh, sock wrestled. I guess would be a good term to describe this. We socked each other. We socked it to one another. By sock wrestling, if it's not self-explanatory enough by that name, it's um where you try to take everyone else's socks off but your own. Don't ask how this happened. Oh, that was that was not at all what I thought. I thought you put like, I thought it was like chicken fighting. You put one person's sock in one corner, one person's sock in the other corner, and the one that walked, the sock that walked away, you know, got the, that was the winner. <laughs> like like the, the, like like a sock hop of some sort. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we did was like we we dre- like we we all dressed in like poodle skirts and and, and you know took took our shoes off and danced around. We rolled cigarettes up in our sleeve. Oh, it was it was quite a it was quite an ordeal. Was yours as nearly as awesome as mine? Did did you have to defend your socks on her? Let me tell you. So what happened was Friday. There you were, Charlie, all like, around you. Close, actually. It was there. There I was in Madison's. Basically, the entire family came over and barbecued, which was really nice. It was, it was fun, but you don't have to it, lie on legit- the podcast. This is a place for honesty. <laughs> no, it actually was really nice, but it, but like legitimately, it's uh, we sat around and like bullshitted and talked about politics and like you know that, that was legitimately most of the day. Oh, I I see. No one's shirt got ripped off at your party. No, thankfully, I, I don't know that I need to see my grandmother-in-law's whatnots. I don't even want to think about her whatnots, but yet I've said it twice now. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, our, our party was a lot more enjoyable and debaucherous than for sure. No grandmas there. I mean, I guess if that's the kind of thing you're into, but... I mean, realistically, like, and then I guess, I guess since the fifth, you know, since we were still kicking ass... Um, and taking names? The fifth. Yes, the fifth. Uh, Madison and I actually went to the, like, we got up early and went to the range uh, and went and shot, which was... We we pretended we pretended the targets were the British and you know they weren't coming at us, but that was that was actually a whole lot of fun because we hadn't got to go, just like her, she and I hadn't got to go do that together in a long time. So well, I see. That was that that, that was pretty nice, but uh, yeah, I think I think I'm probably equally as uh, equally as sad. <laughs> You're equally. <laughs> I don't know. We sock wrestled, you know. Drink Guinness. Where was your Guinness? I don't even know that I had any alcohol, like, because her grandparents are, like, pretty hardcore religious, and so, like, everybody's on their best behavior whenever they're around, and I, I mean, I don't know that I even, like, drank anything. It's, it's... I'm so dehydrated right now. <laughs> it's like a Sahara Desert around here. <laughs> well, like, no, like, I legitimately don't know that I, that I had any, any at all. Like, if you, if it's in any, you didn't, I didn't have it. I didn't even have any Audis either, because I'd be an American. Uh. Other than that, I got incredibly confused a few days prior to the the Fourth of July. Because <laughs> this is Tarantino cast here, we don't need no numbers. How did you get confused? Well, so the House of Mirrors, House of Wax, House of Candy. Like, did you did you follow the bread did the breadcrumbs lead you to the wrong house? Did you go to the end of the wrong house? Was it a house of worship? Was it the wrong house of worship? In fact, was there a mouse in your house? Tell me, man. In fact, there were no houses involved at all. Oh, so it was like a house of cards? Did it fall over like one? No, no houses. Like Hugh Laurie was not involved in this story at all. So, because this happened at a park as well. So, well, um, um, I ran up to the park with uh, some other friends. Kayla, I think we probably told a, a very, we probably told a Chad story about her. <laughs> I mean, what? I ran up there with her and her her boyfriend, and and um, because they were taking her her daughter to the to the park, and um, well, they ran off for a minute to like go smoke. I was like, yeah, I'll watch because I don't smoke. And um, so this lady comes up to me. I don't know, I don't know if ladies. I guess she's probably about my age, so you know, I don't know. <laughs> she wasn't particularly ladylike, I guess. But uh, oh, I guess sure. And so she comes up and was like, hey, can I like? I was like, can I sit down on the bench here? I'm like, it's a big enough bench. So she does commence in, in the sitting. And, oh! And, and she, and she and then informs me. I, now, I'm going to preface the story. I have no clue what I was told during this event. I was, I was very confused here. It was, so let's, I guess let's try to work this out. She, she first informs me that um, they did not take her shirt. But they tried to. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> but this is a shirt that she has in a bag with her. I'm like, they wanted my shirt, but I wasn't gonna let them have it because it's my shirt. A- and then she mentioned something about like, so they like they wanted to hit my grandma, but you know I wouldn't let them, and so they stopped. And like the shed was full, you know the shed was full. I don't I don't understand. And so I just left. I mean I can't. I'm not gonna be around with those people anymore. And I get this like, it's. It, have you ever tried, like, you know, you know, watching, like, a movie, like, you know, with, without the sound on that you've never seen before? It was a bit like that. Like, I can tell there's a plot here somewhere, but I don't exactly know what we're talking about. I, I can definitely tell someone someone was distraught by something, by God. And, like, I don't know, like, her uncle was going to come and do something and, like, move something, but 
things can't be moved. Like, wait, I can't, you can't move that. or Which I don't know if that meant, like, it was impossible to be moved or, like, if you just weren't allowed to. So, wait a minute. Basically, what you're telling me is, like, you're sitting there, someone, someone, someone came, started speaking to you in some kind of code, and just, like, you just let it go? You haven't tried to decipher it? You, well, you, I was hoping we could, because... I mean, this was this is definitely something that, you know a lot more complicated. I mean, I, I I feel like I need there's some sort of book I'm supposed to use and like transcribe letters from it. I don't know, or I I feel maybe like the back of the money is telling me something, but I don't know what. Oh, like what? That it's the it, the uh, de- it's the Declaration of Independence is in the basement of the Alamo or something. Yeah, I, I think it's something like that, or because. <laughs> or I have to, like, get a starship for God. I'm not completely sure. What What if you've been charged with, like, an, almi- like an almighty mission? Like, the, like, you know, world-altering ty- type of mission. What, what And you, you failed. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, I guess I must have, because I don't know what was going on. I'm, I'm trying to remember all the things that were said to me, but it was like, like, I'm just confused, and, like, they're not getting it. I'm I'm going to walk from here. In fact, I'm walking from here right now. I'm walking. I, I didn't know if it was, like, metaphorically walking from here, or, or if she was actually going to go somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> walking with a purpose, maybe. Um, walking the line. I don't know. I feel Johnny Cash is involved somehow in this. Honestly, this kind of makes me want to go do this to somebody. Like, just, like, go sit there. Like, do you mind if I sit here? Oh, no, it's fine. And then just, like, start, like, randomly talking to them. Like, man, have you... Yeah, the weather's not bad today. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's nice. Like, but then Godzilla came. And you got got to watch out because... You got you got to watch out because uh, you know t- tidal tidal waves are around too, but rainbows are nice. Just, like tell them the most incoherent random things of all. They like, can see what happens. Yeah, I mean there was. What if what if she was cheating or like hitting on you and she didn't know how? You know, I it's a possibility. I guess. I mean, I mean she, she didn't look she didn't look terrible. And I'm like, oh hey, look, lady's gonna sit here. Which you know, I assume she's at a park with children. Like, oh, she's like, hey, can I sit here while I like kids do whatever? But no, apparently it was a lot less, either less or more mundane, whichever. I, I feel I've missed something. Like, there had to have been like, if I was charged with a task, I don't know what it was. But what if it was like the chick from the Fifth Element, and you just fucking flubbed your flubbed your mission there, Bruce Willis? Oh, that's a good point, huh? I mean, I guess that somehow in there there could have been a big bada boom. So, something definitely bada boomed, but I don't know from what. Um, if only I had a multi pass. <laughs> Maybe that was the entire issue this entire time. I was like, oh, what? That's, that's what she wanted from me was the multi pass. <laughs> you just you just say like you know somebody like this like random this random thing comes up and. Uh, it, it, it winds it winds up like you know she she starts saying random things to you you should just start saying like random things back that's what you should have done oh like it's like yeah man I mean the other day like I was sitting there right and all of a sudden like there was this bear and he was all like hey you got any smokes and I'm like no I don't have any smokes for a bear I thought I was the one that was supposed to prevent forest fires, Smokey. Yeah. What do you think I am, a bishop? You mean like the priest? No, like the chess piece. I only—I don't go at angles. Oh. Whatever it was, I feel I've, I've been doing it wrong for years. I, yeah, it sounds like it. I, I, I honestly, I just think you flubbed your flubbed your almighty task. Like I think I think this was this was your chance to. 
or either that, or it was like the, the them damn them damn Brits try trying you know a British spy trying to get information out of you. Oh yeah, well I was. did I, I definitely held out I think because. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not the English I know and love. You, there's something wrong here. <laughs> I, I could hear extra use in her, in her in her speech. It was weird. Oh, but yeah, it was a it was an event, and like I don't know who that was. Like I never got a name. Um, <laughs> like because she just kind of sat down and was like, did said some things and was like, so maybe she was crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe she wasn't there at all. Ooh, there you go. Maybe I invented this entire thing. Maybe you're not even real. Oh, well. I mean, are you real? Well, if I told you if I was real or not, it wouldn't matter, because you may not be real, so we might be yanking each other's chain. Yeah, but if I'm not real and you tell me you're real, then then, then that doesn't mean I'm real still, then I guess, either, huh? But that doesn't mean well, you're if, real, because... If, I, if you're not... Because if, if I'm not, not real, real and I'm talking... Tell- how can I be talking to you if I'm not real? That's how crazy you are. You've never been on a podcast or edited one the entire time. <laughs> it's It's all a lie. Then what am I doing right now? Wait, what are you doing right now? Are you, are you talking you to yourself? <laughs> or are you just sitting in a room like, like, so yeah, there's some stuff happening. Oh, that was strange. The British, right? Well, if I was if I was gonna just sit there and talk to myself, I don't think I think it'd be a more more interesting, less painful conversation than trying to talk to you every week. See, your incompetence is proof that you exist. Hi, I'm Ryan Brewer. Have, are you, have you ever been a victim of existential terror? Did you know that one out of every five people in America have been victims of existential terror? And only one out of two will, will, confront, will confront a philosopher about it the next day? This kind, of, this kind of mind violence has to stop. If you would just contact our foundation, we will put you in, in contact with some, some of the most greatest thought experiment minds in the world. And, and they will help sort through, sort through your troubles. Whether you're a fan of Immanuel Kant, or whether you like the classics of Socrates, we'll be able to solve your dilemma. We will get you out of that cave and into the light. I I used to not know if I was real or if I was imaginary, but but th- but thanks to uh, thanks to existential terror rehab, I now know that I am in fact real, and and that my my night terrors are totally gone. Thank you for that, and thank you for proving once again that I am in fact who I think I am, and not what those other people tell me I am. Yes, why don't you just think like everybody else? And B, for the for the price of an airline ticket, you know, every month you too can save a soul from from existential dread. Uh, PSA cast, <laughs> you know, right? That's always the best part of PSAs is like they'll throw they'll throw like some random statistic that's supposed to sway you, like for the price of mailing seventeen letters, you you too could save could save this, this helpless victim. For the price of half a can of corn. You know, I always enjoy that part. I actually always think that's really funny when you're looking at something and they give you, like, these really, like, random, like, comparisons or arbitrary measurements. Like, you know, oh, it's as big as a llama. <laughs> it's it's as long as three jaws. <laughs> it's like 17 football fields put end to end to end. How does that, that statistic help anybody? Like, I've seen a football field. I've never seen two put end to end. Like, why can't you just tell me it's, you know, 
you know, 14,000 yards or whatever it is. And then it's like, oh, okay, I can kind of compute. I know what one yard is. I mean, I know what a yard is. And yeah. 14,000 of those, not like football. Like, it's like 14 and a half football fields. Or it's like the distance from shortstop to the pitcher's mound. <laughs> Thanks. It's it's the entire length of the jet stream. Well, what? <laughs> Imagine a fit. Imagine the average rate at which a catfish swims. Now double that, and that's the speed you were driving down the road. Well, thanks. <laughs> I mean, you can get there faster than ten parsecs. What? You know, somehow I knew if like measure of distance was going to come up, it would that would that would come up. I, I should have seen it, and I didn't. Uh, which speaking of speaking well, I of uh, measure. Yeah, speaking of measurements, isn't it great that, you know, America fought a war to keep us, you know, away from that evil thing known as metric? I, I was going to say, like, speaking of measuring things, we have something that you, the listeners, have to measure on what is better. Our penises. Also, the other thing that we, we have that you need to measure is... Our penises. We, we, have, we have face-ons. And that's right, I said face-ons. That's not just one face-on, that's multiple face-ons. In, in fact, so, this is going to be a face-off of face-ons. In the red corner, we have John Luke Cage. That Yes, that would be Nicolas Cage as Captain Picard. <laughs> doing his very famous creepy face hand gesture at the screen, like the what-the-fuck face. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Riker in the background, very amused. And in the blue corner... We we have Cage Shark. That's right. We have a picture of a jumping shark as Nicolas Cage. Like, really, the poetry's all in the image there, folks. So yeah, with, I mean, like, so we, with this can't, thing, no Shark Tank will protect you from this. This <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger actor's budget. Cage goes in the water. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is in the water. Or Nicholas Cage. So, this is going to be up to you two, you folks, because honestly, these are two of my of our favorites that we've ever found, and we can't decide what the better one is. So, twice as much Cage, double double the faces, double them on random things. It's the face-off, face-on. We'll let, we'll let you know who won next week. Yeah. <laughs> or will we? <laughs> Or, or will we just have to, or will we just have to make the executive decision and with uh, the rock paper scissors to declare a winner if nobody votes? <laughs> exactly. What, what, what would you be more excited to see? Nicholas Cage piloting the the, the the Starship Enterprise or Nicholas Cage Sharknado? Actually, you know what? Let's let's just like really really put the like up the stakes here, like. I'm clearly on the Nicolas Cage as a shark bandwagon, and I think it's pretty clear Brewer's on the Nicolas Cage as Picard bandwagon. So, who do you like more? <laughs> we're gonna do, we're gonna go that level with it. Whose whose melodious sounds do you enjoy most? Who is your favorite on the show? And by do you obviously you'll go shark for Cody, Picard, Picard for Brewer. So let's let the numbers decide on who the audience loves more. All right, let's do this. But remember, I'm the editor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely is punching the heavy heavy bag trying to do that. <laughs> so remember that. Let 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 your votes be cast. <laughs> Uh, oh, hey man! Yes. Have you know? Have you, yes. Have you oh realized? God! Yes. What? Don't shoot sparklers at me. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I, it was just such a patriotic uh, hey man there. So, have you noticed that uh, day by day, a, cer- a certain a certain movie which we were have been extremely excited about, but ironically not excited enough to talk about it much on our podcast, is co- is coming out. Oh yeah, I have. Like they're they're, they're actually making a sequel to Sharknado. Yeah, Sharknado two. <laughs> Are you aware that's an actual movie? <laughs> Where it's a tornado of sharks. Yeah, I, wa- I watched Sharknado just because I had to know. <laughs> yeah, they're making a sequel to it, man. It's called, like, the next one, or something like, or another one. Like, they just hit it right in the head, like, we gotta, here's another one. Here's the sequel. You, like, give us your money. <laughs> Sharknado 2, you wanted it. <laughs> Honestly, they should... they should have, uh, they should have just been, like, instead of, like, you know, it should have been Sharknado, and they should have been, like, Shark cane, and then they should have done like shark foon. You know, that's what I would have done. Shark quake. <laughs> How does a shark quake even work? How does a shark tornado even work? Do, do you want me to spoiler alert the movie for you? I'm, I'm, you, you can. I'm pretty sure I understand it. They get sucked up in a tornado and they fall on people, and somehow that's scary. <laughs> pretty much, that was it. Like. And and yet, you know, th- thank God we live in a world where that made it into into you know to be movie to be a movie because it was pitched by somebody and not and not a piece of actual cinematic artwork that could that could be the next Kubrick. No, no, no. We need fucking shark sharknadoes. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, yeah, after that, the 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 the, the sharkeroid will come and slam into the earth, and sharks will be everywhere. The the atomic shark bomb will be detonated. We'll have to live in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> shark world. Oh, see, I, I like I like shark cano. Planet the of the shark sharks. <laughs> or 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 it like turns out being like uh, shark. Uh, I'm trying to think how to do Ghana sharka, where it's like your genitals get inundated with a rash of sharks. You know the epidemic that's sweeping the world. I wasn't sure what you were doing. <laughs> it's hard. It's harder than you think to come up with a geni- genital disease based on sharks. Like you try it, uh, herpa sharks. God damn you! <laughs> uh, this was harder for me. <laughs> this was harder for me. I don't sit around and think of bad titles. <laughs> the walking sharks, where it's zombie sharks terrorizing the land. But, you know we shouldn't that... give anybody ideas, really. <laughs> We probably should stop this. Someone will make one of these. Well, I don't want to be in shark-infested waters, so, uh... Anyway, what I was actually talking about was much more important, because on August 22nd, ladies and gentlemen, Sin City 2 is finally going to come out. And if you haven't seen the trailers, you need to go watch the You are un-American, and you obviously did not celebrate the 4th of July properly. You probably go up next to people at park benches and say random things. Oh, they probably do. You know what? You know what they call that? A King Kong grandpa. <laughs> uh, I think you legitimately got King Kong grandpa in real life. I think I did. <laughs> Cuz I was so confused by it. Like that's the only thing that would have made it better is if she had bumper stickers on herself. But yeah, Sin City 2. And oh god, is it going to be an enjoyable romp? I I think it's fair to say I don't know that I've been this hyped up about a movie coming out since maybe Boondock Saints two. Uh, yeah, that's a good 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 call. Um, I, I'm I'm like really racking my brain trying. Well, no, okay, I don't think I've been this hype. I don't think I've been this hyped since uh, Bat, the Batman movies. I think that's probably a fair statement. Because I was 
damn hyped about the Dark Knight. Yeah, either that or um, or maybe Sucker Punch. I was pretty hyped about that because I mean I didn't know anything about it before I saw a trailer. I'm like I don't know what this is, but I want to see it. Things are going into other things and stuff's exploding and and where is this? I don't know. It's in that same nebulous region that Sin City takes place in, I guess, for that matter. <laughs> right. You know, we'll talk on our cell phone, but oh, as, as long as we do it in our, our 1950s, you know, coop. I, I just, I'm so, I'm so glad they finally, like, it's been, it's been almost ten years. I saying, it's I think, been far too long. I think, in fact, it actually yeah. has been ten years. It's been so long. One decade <laughs> too many. It's, it's been so long that, that I don't even know what time it is, just like I don't know what time it is in the show. The timeline's so skewed we can't even tell. Have you been a victim of, of it being too long for Sin City 2 coming out? Have you have you sat impatiently looking at the computer screen, looking at the calendar, frantically hoping for updates, going to IM, IMDB, seeing when they're planning on doing it? Is it in pre-production? Is it in post-production? Has anybody even tried? Well... We know your feeling. Here here at Victims of Sin City, we're here to help you cope with the pain and the impatience. Yeah, because, I, I mean, it's been so long that, like, two of the actors in it, the original have died. It's been that long. Now, I granted, one of them died from mysterious circumstances, and the other one, like, I think had, like, a heart attack or something. But, so, which I guess is going to be kind of an issue for this. So I wonder what that... Three people aren't making the return... Um, uh, honestly, the biggest one I was bummed out about was, uh, I, I, I was a little bummed that, um, Bob was going to be play, played by somebody else. The, you know, the black guy with the big golden eye, he's not going to be there because he's dead. It's going to be someone else for him. Um, the, um, the, the girl that Dwight, you know, was in the apartment with where he gives the guy the swirly, she is also right. dead. <laughs> and then Miho is being the, the Asian Nazi or whatever it is she is. <laughs> is also going to be be played by, well, the, the the Asian girl from Sucker Punch. So, which I'm very torn like, like on. I was, I, I was bummed that Michael Madsen's not going to be in it because I'm a huge Michael Madsen fan, but I, I do think it kind of, I mean, like... Oh, I mean, I guess that's... I don't know, I never, I, I, I never claim, I never claim to be the biggest Brittany Murphy fan. I mean, honestly, I, I love her because she's on King of the Hill, but... Uh, other than that, I mean, I never really claimed to be a, a big fan of hers, but yeah, it just kind of, it kind of does suck that they waited this long and they can't get in it you know what i mean yeah and yeah i know the reason why miho's gonna be different is because like she just had a kid and i'm like oh yeah you know i guess whatever <laughs> damn women in their bearing of children i say <laughs> always screws up great television <laughs> i think we should we, well, we should outlaw it no more children <laughs> honestly like i think my biggest complaint about it is like people have been wanting this sequel so bad. Everybody, like, they have wanted this one and begged and pleaded and hoped. And, like, is it going to happen? It's probably not going to happen. But by God, we still got Kingdom of the Goddamn Crystal Skull in the middle, in the midst of this. And nobody needed that. <laughs> but we need, the world needs another Sin City. Exactly. One Sin City is not enough for this world. We need as many Sin Cities as possible. And also movies titled that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the only other thing, I guess, is, I guess, technically, uh, Dwight's being played, you know, is not going to be Clive Owen this time, because it, it takes prior, place prior to, I don't, I don't know, can you have a show take place prior to the, the events of the first Sin City? Because I don't know when anything happened in that as well, either, but I guess it's when Dwight had a different face, so, right. which I'm, ho I'm hoping that whoever is playing him now, which I can't, because I can't remember, like, it's, uh, Jason Gordon-Levitt. Oh, that is who it is, yeah. Uh, it's who, I guess, it was I hope he Robin doesn't... in the new Batman. Yeah. 
I I hope he does his best like Clive Owen impersonation though because he, you know like like he he like acts like him throughout the entire thing, but just looks different. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to see him say quirky things, uh, stare at people, like look through people when he stares at them. You know that kind of stuff. Really like carrots. Yeah, he yeah he actually like really does do that a lot in movies. Now that you say that, he like really <laughs> does that whole. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at what's behind you. Yeah. <laughs> or like, like I have no time for your shit. Like, like I'm just not gonna make facial expressions to you. <laughs> I, I, you know, I really like him actually. I'm a big fan of his movies. They tend to be pretty good. Yeah, they're always kind of strange. Like I loved Shoot 'Em Up. <laughs> I was a, I enjoyed that movie so much. Almost for the exact same reason, I guess I enjoyed uh, uh, Sucker Punch for that matter. It's like, what's happening here? I don't know, but it's awesome. Right. <laughs> Why does he like carrots? I don't know. I, I, I see, and I, I like it when you find somebody that you just kind of like. The more you start, you start figuring out shit they did. It's like, wow, they really always kind of do entertaining movies. They always at least find, you know, some something cool, something cool, something entertaining to do. I, 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 I definitely, definitely enjoy that. Yeah. So if you need to watch a movie, find something with Clavo in it, and you'll enjoy yourself. It'll be silly. It'll be awesome. It'll. It'll, it'll, it'll make you feel things you've never felt for another, for another man before. Ladies, you too. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I should have said that, to, in fact, to that lady that confused me. I'll make you feel things about a man you've never felt before. <laughs> sure. You know that everybody. Clive Owen makes me feel things about men that I've never felt before. What's that? I don't... <laughs> why are you telling me this? I don't know why you're telling me about your shirt. Uh... If you allowed Clive, Clive Owen into your heart, it's your Lord and Savior. <laughs> I found about this found this out on a plate, like like the eaten kind of plate. Yeah, in fact. Oh yes. Oh yay. Ooh e. Oh, I thought we were Other just making. Thing. Are we not just making noises at each other? Is that not what our podcast is about? Well, we are making noises at each other with our mouths. But uh, other thing that. Oh yeah. Was damn interesting to me, and you know, you know how these things work, listeners. We, we think it's interesting, we're going to talk about it. You're bored, suck it up. Anyway, Sports yeah. Shenanigans, the first the first podcast of audience abuse. Oh, yes, which, speaking of slogans for the show, um, and I'm going to cut you off because that's my job on this show, I guess. <laughs> Do you host a podcast, and have you been victim of being cut off? <laughs> well, here, here at the uh, po- Podcaster Anti-Cutoff Union, we're, we're here to make sure that you always get to speak, speak your mind, get to finish your thought, and that your jackass co-host does not interrupt you, does not demote you, and does not make you say, thing, say things irrelevantly. So please, ba- make that call today. Well... Anyway, what I was speaking of before, <laughs> before our commercial break, I, I was I was telling somebody at I, one of the the parties that I was at over this this um, American appre- appreciation weekend. Um, some someone was like, "You you like what?" Because you know, as things happen, you know, as a podcast, rather than inform people that that's what I am, because it's the most you know highly sought after position in in, in the workforce, I believe. Um, they're like, "So like, yeah, what's what's your show about?" So I described board shenanigans thusly. Board shenanigans is is like um, if this were Demolition Man, we would have enough paper for the toilet. <laughs> so you're welcome. That is awesome. And if you don't get that reference, um, sucks to be you, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to explain that. 
Would you say that's an appropriate definition of porch shenanigans? I don't know that there's ever been a more appropriate <laughs> definition of porch shenanigans. <laughs> so, anywho, what were you going to talk about before I cut you off? I was going to talk about big damn birds. <laughs> like and like wh- Big Bird, like as himself, like the the yellow one in all his feathery glory. Uh, no. In fact, that was not not that other big damn birds. I think even bigger birds, at least bigger birds of flight. So oh, I know, I know. Give us I the know, word on the bird. Well, everybody knows that birds the word. Anyway, well, what are you waiting for, man? Fl- Flip us the bird. <laughs> God damn it! You got it before I got a chance to. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so now you better not lay an that- egg with the story. <laughs> Well, it might be. Hopefully, it's all that it's cracked up to be. I'm trying. I'm trying to hatch something special here. Uh, Are you sunny side up? Stop making me nest on the story. People want to hear about it. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll quit my chirping. <laughs> all right, flapping on, uh, and migrating towards the point. And I realize I'm stealing things from Brewer's Science Corner a little bit. This is normally his his realm. Um. So a new species of bird was discovered or finalized as being a species of bird. There was a set of fossils that was found in the early 80s, and I guess they finally got approval that they were in fact another species because I guess they needed DNA confirmation, blah da 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 So anyway, what it comes down to is this bird called the Pelagrid something I can't pronounce. Um... It winds up being the largest, the largest possible size that a bird that a bird could ever be to fly. Uh, and the way they were talking about it in the article, in the article that I found was uh, what they what they suspect is it's a has a twenty four foot wingspan, which is unprecedented because like a condor, which or no, an albatross, which is the largest largest bird of flight, has like a twelve foot wingspan. So this is over double the size of it. But the the way that they were talking about it was. Um, it actually basically lived its entire life in flight uh, because it was pretty much a giant hang glider. So it would catch a wind gust and it would fly, and the only time that it would actually land would be when it would nest, and it would then they suspect it because there's another type of bird that does a similar thing where when it nests, it molts all of its flight feathers, and then it grows new ones, and then that's whenever it regains flight again. But the way they were talking about it is it basically would have to, like, what they expect is it have to run downhill, catch enough air, and get up on a wind gust. And since it was a coastal bird, there's enough wind where it could pretty much live its entire life. It would just, like swoop down, eat whatever it was eating, and pretty much constantly fly, uh, fly on the on the gusts of, of the uh, of the ocean. Which, I, sorry, 24 foot bird is just fucking awesome to me that such such a thing would have existed at a time. And granted, uh, they said by the fossil structure that it died off like. Three million years ago, but they—they they, one of the one of the things that came that they were talking about in it was it would weigh anywhere between forty-eight to eighty pounds. And realistically, of all the tales of what could have been like a, a mythical creature, this is a pretty fair estimation of what someone might have decided. Hey, that's a dragon. <laughs> so I thought that was, that was pretty interesting. Well, um, not to be your albatross or make you out like a turkey. You know, I guess if you want to be completely technical, though, I don't know if it would be the biggest bird ever. I might get my feathers ruffled. <laughs> well, because, I mean, I would, you know, go as far as saying that uh, uh, Quetzalcoatlus, you might, which could also be a reference to some sort of native mythical being. So, But um, uh, the, the Quetzalcoatlus, which is, um, ha- had a, uh, a wingspan of 52 feet, 
which was you're like, well, what is this? Well, it, it's a dinosaur. But so not to bring up dinosaurs again because I know last time we had dinosaurs on a show, everyone got all uh, snarly about it or something. Seeing as how all birds are technically dinosaurs because they're the last living remnants of them, wouldn't this one then be the biggest? Bum bum bum. Well, I guess we do flock together as we both tend to be big, oversized birds are interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I, I honestly knew nothing of this. Yeah, well, because, you know, because they, they are... I know there's a growing, like, number somewhere in, like, the some sort of community. I don't know what community it is, but there's a community of people that, that want to reclassify all birds in, the, in this completely to, to fit the dinosaur definition because it's kind of technically true, but... Which now I could probably hear you clicking around trying to figure out what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, I was, so actually, trying, I was, actually, I was actually trying to find this bird, but... There you go. <laughs> I, have, I have given you the bird. Ah, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. But, I'm, glad that you weren't a, oh, I'm glad you weren't chicken about sharing your facts. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't, want to, I didn't want to give you a goose egg, I mean... Uh, <laughs> as long as you don't lay a rotten egg over here, it'll be fine. <laughs> I don't want this podcast to go the way of the dodo. Yeah, people might cry foul on it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm definitely cuckoo for not knowing that one. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, maybe we should go on Twitter and talk about it. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Is this oh, bird humor God. doing anything for anybody out there? <laughs> Hi, I'm Cody Jeans, the board shenanigans. Hey, do you listen to a podcast that tends to do run, running jokes about, about puns of things that really you just would like to end? Do they go on about birds and trees and things that, frankly, you'd like to end, but they just don't? Well, we'd like to remind you that, uh, <laughs> that running, running joke and pun abuse can be fatal. There I was, right? So I'm sitting there minding my own business just on the way to work. And all of a sudden, this list of things that loosely relate uh, to salamanders came up. And and all of a sudden, I felt my eyes going blurry and, and hit straight on into oncoming traffic. It it was one of the worst feelings I've ever had. I had to spend $45,000 in medical bills that the insurance wouldn't cover because they don't cover acts of podcast. We need to end this. We need to make the road safe. That's that's right, and that's just one of countless countless victims of of pun abuse via podcast. So please do your do your part and donate to help us to help us fight podcast pun abuse. Oh, indeed. I mean, come on, Cody. We are very punny guys. Oh, <laughs> that might be the best example of, of pun abuse, dude. If you do that, I the need to be punished state, for not... that. <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You know, if you if am you I penetrating a little too deep with these jokes? Oh, I I thought I punted one right over the fence with that. Well, I'm definitely getting punked over here, trying trying to move on with the show. But as you keep punt <laughs> as you keep punching them in here and there, I don't really know you know how to, how to move forward. Yeah, uh, uh, I think I'm out. But anyway, so big damn birds. That that that's the thing I thought was pretty interesting. <laughs> Listen, yeah, either get us talking about big birds. <laughs> <laughs> or, or puns. One of the two. <laughs> oh, God. You make the decision right here, right now. Puns or birds? Birds or puns? <laughs> D-
do you like crappy jokes and do you like ornithological humor? Well, by God, this is the board. This is the podcast for you. Board shenanigans, bring it, bringing you things nobody cares about since 2013. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How long have you had the pun gun loaded? <laughs> well, one might say it was a pun action uh, shotgun of pun jokes there. Um, uh. Which, uh, I guess, speaking of things we do like, though, um, did you hear that Pink Floyd has a new album thing or something coming out? There's gonna be more Pink Floyd in the world? Yeah, it's actually... I think there, I think there always needs to be more Pink Floyd in the world. Like, I think it's been far too long, and frankly... Frankly, I, I, I'm hoping that it's uh, it's pretty awesome because that that sounds that sounds like it'll be it, it yeah, should I mean, be. I mean, I don't know that I've ever not enjoyed a Pink Floyd thing. Yeah, I mean, I, as far as like from what I understand from it, it's, it's David Gilmour doing it. So and and there has been no word if Roger Waters is involved yet or not. So I'm you know kind of wondering how it's really Pink Floyd, other than it's Gilmour and apparently one of the backup singers. You know, because one of the one of the one of the lady backup singers that's in all of them that that like gospely sound that they always add to some of the weird ones. I know one of hers in it, and I guess some of the I guess some of the other like musicians that were with them in like the '80s and stuff are, are supposed to be there. But so I don't know. I think no matter what, Roger Waters is doing an album as well. So we get we get another one of his if, if nothing else. I guess it's, in other words, I guess it's going to sound a lot like Division Bells. It's gonna sound more like that than it's gonna sound like the wall, I guess. Would be a good way to put it. It'll be less political and more creepy. So, whatever that means to you, that's what it's gonna be. Mainly consists of ambient and instrumental music. So strange. So, do you need music for your Halloween party for your for your heckling ghost? This might be. This might create the perfect eerie atmosphere. Want to get want to get want to get stoned and need music to help the experience? This might be the perfect atmosphere. Have you ever listened to Shine on You Crazy Diamond and thought it's just too short? Well, here you go. Has masturbation lost its luster and you need something to spice it up? This might be the appropriate the appropriate thing for you. <laughs> what do you mean? I always masturbate to Pink Floyd. Don't you? Whenever it's you, yes, you, laddie, it's instant cum, and then uh, and then sparklers go everywhere. Oh, oh God, man, it's more like a fountain then. Oh, uh, once or twice it's or once or twice I've had it even be artillery shells. <laughs> I'm scared it might be Roman candles one day. There was a couple of the earlier stuff back with back with Sid though. It was a little bit more like a smoke bomb. Well, as long as it wasn't a snake, it'll be all right. Which I guess. We're doing this, and it's the post Fourth of July show. What? Did you? Ever, yes. Like, what? Did, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? I'm afraid of where this segue is going. Have you noticed how like much less fun Fourth of July is now that you're now that you're not a kid and you don't blow off a crap load of fireworks and because you realize how what a giant waste of money it is. You know, it's I, I still find it you know because you still get the great joy of you know well you get the added joy of beer now. And and when is explosives and alcohol not a good idea? Well, okay, I guess I guess this is my opportunity to rant on like basic American traditions for a minute here. Okay, I think besides, watching... you get a curse in a British guy's face. Well, in fact, that. that's the kind of thing is I I I think we should like hire British people. I mean, hire them to come over to America then and be like, you're just gonna go and stand around various parties for people to like you know say derogatory things in your face, and you go. <laughs> Or whatever. See, see, if that was if that was a tradition, that's a tradition I could get behind. 
Wait, <laughs> like it's like I one think... of the like the Queen's guards, like the guys with the big fuzzy hats. Oh, that'd be even better. <laughs> that just stands there in the corner of a party, not moving, and you go up oh. to him. It's kind of like a pinata with insults to him. Uh. I advocate this. I like this. So if you're British and you'd like to make extra money next 4th of July, offer, show up in a fuzzy hat and offer to be heckled all evening. Exactly. But, like, okay, so, but honestly, other, like, even whenever, like, people are doing fireworks and they're close up, at least they're, like, mildly interesting. But honestly, sitting and watching them after five minutes is boring as hell. I do not understand... I don't, I don't, I, I guess I'm not wired to where that's really neat to me. I, well, I'm good. It's well, part of your like, problem is, part of your problem is you're not experiencing them in their, in their full glory and effect. Being a man who can't see all, all the color spectrum, um, there's probably like oh, three I thought or it four. Was gonna be, I, I thought it was going to be like, I'm not listening to Pink Floyd. <laughs> there's that too. Well, you know, it's a, it's a lot like, you know, when you smoke weed without, without Pink Floyd, how, it, how it's, there's nothing really useful to it. If you can't see all the colors of fireworks, then what, why are you even doing it? Yeah, that, that's your real problem is, I bet there's like three or four fireworks out there that are just completely invisible to you. You're like, why are people screaming and awing right now? There's nothing going I on. Hear, it's just smoke clouds a, and stars. I hear a boom and see black sky. Yeah. Anyway, other <laughs> thing, other thing that I don't like, that I don't understand is I don't get parades either. I think watching fireworks and parades are two of the most boring like things that people get jazzed up about of all time. Like whenever I was a kid, the only part I ever cared about was seeing the tank. Or the or the jeeps or whatever. I didn't care about any of the rest of it. Or you know all, all those guys in their tight little shorts, you know, you're jumping up and down in their weird outfits. I don't know that I ever saw Brent in a parade, but you know, <laughs> yeah, good point. But I I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things that I, that I I truly get that much. I, I I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there was a t- okay. I get the point of a parade if it's like you know. We just won the war. Here's the ticker tape. Like, woo, America. I get it then. I don't get it on the whole, like, just because it's the day. I mean, I just, I don't understand that. I, I really, really don't. And then if they do fireworks during a parade, I just, I, that's why. <laughs> well, that makes it even more exciting because someone might explode. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you enjoy these things or am I, am I just... Or am I? Am I? Or if I guess if we're trying well, to smoke there is American is apple out. pie and cracker jacks. In fact, I mean, <laughs> you, know, well, you know who doesn't like parades? Al Qaeda. Well, I guess you've smoked smoked me out. So uh. <laughs> the sheer dis, you know, the, the symbol of opulence. It's a perfect thing. Like, hey, we like shit, and we're gonna tell you about it by holding up traffic. Wouldn't it be really funny if there was, like, the unfriendly parade driver, though? Like, it's there's, like, the ones, like, throwing candy and, like, the the girl in the sweat and, like, the pretty dress waving. And then there's, like, the unfriendly one that's, like, honking and yelling at people. Like, like they're like, yay! He's like, shut, shut up! Nobody likes you! Like, instead of throwing candies, throwing, like, marbles at them or something. See, I thought it was, like, like a, like a parade of hate is what you were going to go for. I'm oh, like, even was- better! Instead of the one guy, it's just completely, oh, even better. <laughs> but I think that's called the Nazi party, right? Or, or, or the, what, the Italian redshirt thing where they stormed the stadiums and took over? What, like after a soccer match? Oh, a what match? <laughs> or football, as they call it. Oh, oh yeah, soccer. Like that thing that, like, that like people like in other countries 
watch. And yeah. apparently you're supposed to care about here, but nobody does. Yeah, and like, the goal! That thing, yeah, yeah. Honestly, okay, fine. The World Cup just ended, and I didn't give a shit about any of it at all. But honestly... <laughs> at least I think, I think it soccer... ended. I don't know. <laughs> right, I don't even know either. That's how <laughs> apparently it goes on for like eight months. I didn't know that. But... I really think soccer is the biggest poser fan sport ever because, the, like, okay, the Tour de France comes and everybody's a fan and, like, before Lance Armstrong decided that he, like, you know, snorts PEDs and, you know, actually lied about everything, everybody was on Lance's bandwagon and whatnot. Okay, but, you know, like, that comes around once you know, everybody was a big fan well, of it and claimed I, all I think following. it's a lot like how people were a big fan of golf before Tiger Woods decided he's, like, whatever he, he is. I mean, was anybody really a fan who was like, oh, I know that name, yeah, yeah, that guy, he's great. That's that's exactly what it is with, like, fucking people that, like, that, that like, claim to watch the World Cup, like, oh, you don't understand, like, bullshit, you didn't care, you didn't care before it was a big thing, and then, like, then it gives you an excuse to go and sit around and, like, Act like you know what the hell it is. Like, it's the same thing with, like, the large majority of people whenever the fucking Olympics come around. You didn't care about the four-man bobsled team, like, two months ago. But by God, you're an expert on it now. Lies and slander. You're a poser fan. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't know, I don't, I'm not even going to look it up, so I'm just going to talk out my ass, but from what I understand, like, apparently America was doing amazing this year, and, 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 and like, I guess, like, something happened and they lost, like, one match, but that doesn't mean you lose, because you could still win, so I don't know, we might have won, Cody, I'm not sure, because apparently, like, you can lose and then, like, re-win and then lose and win, but then, like, points, and, like, well, if, if this guy, like, on if it was a Thursday, then, you know, with uh, and, and if the Equinox was only like five months prior like the score gets tilted this way but but because you know it's a king you have to get like the the royal fizzbin or something is the way the game's played i don't well, know and then, well then if you make it to the other side of the chessboard with with a pawn it can turn into a, whatever piece you want oh yeah yeah it, it, it like yeah if you, if, you, if you get the pawn all the way to the other side of the board um that's that's a home run which means you get like an extra life yeah. Oh, and then if like you connect four in a row, you win or something. Well, yeah, yeah, but but that that that's only if you got the daily double correct. Oh, but like if they sink your battleship, then you're really fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. They sink your battleship. That <laughs> that that means you have to put that that means you have to put a, a circle in the upper right corner. And and um, whatever you do, and, and then sure. that that beats rock, but only if, if it's any, night. But and if anybody touches the side and the and the nose buzzes, you're that, that's it. If instant disqualification. Yeah, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and always bet on black. And then if you get into the special bonus ground, like, you get three cups in varying distances, and, like, you whoever can throw, if you can make it in all three cups, you automatically win, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so something like that. So we might have won, I don't know. The rules are crazy. I was sitting here thinking, is like, did we really win, or did Mexico really win? <laughs> you know? Come on, Cody. If, if honestly, it, did do you think there's can... one American on the American soccer team? I, I wouldn't know enough to know, but it, it's it's really funny because it's people are like so hyped up about this and like so like as I've heard, I, I've honestly heard more about it than I ever cared to know about it, and it's just people get like so they like inundate themselves with this like you know soccer business and. You didn't care. I mean, I, I granted, I'm sure that there are people that are like legit fans. Like, yes, I 
I've played soccer for years, and I don't even call it soccer. I call it football because I'm that big of a fan. I'm sure those people are out there, but uh, <laughs> come on. Come on. And, and, and what are those people called? They're, they're called communists. Exactly. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't really get any sports, but, but that one in particular. I, I, I guess... Well, the, no, I take that back. There is... That, whatever that river, ribbon dancing thing is in the Olympics, I don't get that either. Oh, you don't you don't get behind that, <laughs> or or tangled up in it, or whatever. I mean, like it's, I guess it's like what figure skating, but without the ice. Sure. And just like the only people that care about curling is Scotland. Well, I mean, like I think if you actually partake in it in some level, I think it matters. You like, I think I've said this before. Like honestly, realistically, the only thing in the Olympics that I really honestly care about is like I like watching the shooting stuff. I, I really do, but you have to go way out of your way to find it because they don't put it on TV or it happens at like two in the morning or whatever here. So I, I, that stuff's always hard to find. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's meh. I'm good. I just I, I don't know. It may. I mean, I'm all for like letting it get a, letting it get an audience and let people see it. And maybe there will be some kid that's like, you know what? I want to run around for ninety minutes and kick a ball with my feet. But eh. Yeah, you know, balls and there and that stuff. I I never really understood balls, Cody. Oh, oh yeah, what are you doing? Are you dribbling them? Are you kicking them? Are you like running them down a field? I don't get them. I mean, the only kind I care about are the kind that you put through a hoop. Well, and of course the kind that you put in your mouth. Well, yeah, because because there's because there's the gum balls and there's the sour <laughs> gum stoppers, man. Oh, and oh yeah, there's there's sometimes there's candy that's in the shape of balls. And, Sometimes there's balls. He's in the a shape big of fan candy. of calf fries. I mean, you, you I mean, don't even. Understand. Sometimes you, sometimes you've got big balls and you've got the biggest. Oh, balls I, of the I've ball. got big balls. <laughs> I mean, my balls are made for bouncing from the left into the to right. The right. <laughs> it's my belief that my big balls should be held every night. Uh, that is one of the greatest ACDC songs of all time. What is your favorite ACDC song of all time, by the way? Well, that's definitely up there for sure. Um, and if it's not that, it's um. Either, I guess, Thunderstruck or Shook Me All Night Long. One of those two. Okay, I'll, I'll put those three as the top ones for sure that I can think of right now. Well, what would you have to go with? Are, are you TNT? Are you Dynamite? Uh, I think I would... I think Dirty Deeds. I think I'd have to be my favorite. Ah. That's that's definitely my favorite. And then I, I like I like Thunderstruck. I like... I mean, how about you? I, I love Sink in the Pink. Oh, that is a good one, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot there's a song called that as well. <laughs> oh! Uh... <laughs> Highway to Hell, I think, is a good one. Uh, a Long Way to the Top's a good one. What was the one off the the one off of the Black Ice album? It was it was Black Ice that one, like the the main song from that. Was it Black Ice? I think so. That was a pretty good one. Um, I don't like Jailbreak very much. No. Or the Jack. I don't really like either of those. Um. The Money Talks, Have a Drink on Me, uh, Hell's Bells. I mean, all your main ones, those are good. Fire Your Guns is pretty good. Uh, I like Stiff Upper Lip, but, I mean, realistically to me, like, Dirty Deeds is my favorite. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's pretty... <laughs> well, I guess, I, I know I'm, like, a day late and a dollar short, but what was your favorite Pink Floyd song? Because that's that's one I know, that, I know that's, like, one of your main bands, and I totally missed it on that. So what's your favorite Pink Floyd um. song? You know what? We probably did this before, but um, I guess I'd have to say. Okay, fine. Do your least favorite then. Oh, oh, my least favorite then. 
Okay. Um, you know, I didn't like a lot of their early stuff when they were pretty much a Beatles knockoff band, which I know, right? I don't know if you. They weren't always weird, like uh, yeah. uh, tra- you know, transcendental rock stuff with like psychedelic and spacey sounds. I mean, for a while, they were just the Beatles. <laughs> and there were some good ones in there, but but you know, like um, you know, like like that. Well, there's the the, the bike one. See, and, I, I actually, I'm like really actually do like the bike song. And um, well, some of the other ones in there, they, like there's like oh, uh, what was it? It's like like someone's psychedelic breakfast or something like that. I don't know if you remember that one. Uh-uh. Where it's like, where it pretty much consists of like the sound of cooking breakfast, which is funny the first time, but that's about all you need. Um, uh, I don't really like the uh, like the machines. Like was it New Machine One and Two? I'm not a big fan of those either. Because they like I mean, go they go on for like forty five minutes, <laughs> and it's like I get the point. Uh, and realistically, I understand like why it was written, and from a from a lyric standpoint, it makes sense. But I'm so sick of "Wish You Were Here." Like, no. I don't even like it as a song anymore because it never ever stops playing. Like that's that gets played way too much, and there are such better Pink Floyd songs to me than that. I really like Waiting Waiting for the Worm. That's a pretty great one. See, it's funny. I'm sitting there looking at, like, the list of the best and Wish You Were Here is, like, the number one, and I just, I don't get it, man. I, I mean, it's, I, I think it's just such a victim of overplay. Like, I really do. I, I just, it seems to be the constantly the one that gets played. And I mean, maybe it was their biggest <clears throat> hit. I honestly don't know. But, like, you know, you have, you have, like, Echoes, and you have Comfortably Numb, and, like, I really don't think that uh, another brick in the wall gets played enough. Like, I think Money is such a good song, and that's one of them that, <laughs> I don't know why that one doesn't get played more, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like The Gunner's Dream. That's really, uh, Actually, I like a lot of the ones on the final cut. The Fletcher Memorial Home, that's a great one. You know, When the yeah, Tiger Goes Free, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, Your Possible Pass. Uh, what else? There's, there's, there's a lot of good ones on that one. Um... Well, okay. I guess, I guess let's because I know we haven't done this. Like, what what is what is your favorite song? Like, if like what to you is this is the perfect song, or can you do that? I don't know if I can do that. Oh, could you do that? Like, just like like just perfect song, like of, of all songs of all mankind. Like, like of not not for, favorite song from favorite artist or anything. Because my the, my like okay. No, I do think, it. Sh- show your work. I help. think I think Paint It Black is the perfect song. Really. I think it is absolutely cool. I, I think it is an absolute perfect song. It's not for my favorite band by any stretch of the imagination, and it doesn't go, it doesn't go into my normal stuff that I normally really, really dig. I mean, I, I like, I like Rolling Stones enough, but that that to me is the perfect <laughs> song. And I I don't know really a better way to say it other than I think it has everything. I think it has enough drama in it. I think it's short enough. I, you know, like I think it tells the story concisely enough. I think it has a good enough beat. But I don't get sick of it. Like I can hear it a hundred times, and I don't get sick of it. And, and mm. I, I, you know, I mean, I really, I guess the highest compliment I can pay it is it's the cool hand Luke of songs to me. <laughs> if if that's all that's left of music, I I would be totally content with that. The same way that if Cool Hand Luke is all that's ever left of cinema, I would be totally content with that. Huh, I don't. Huh. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what criteria I'd have to put forth to, to name it, like the best, to name a best song of all time. Um, well, I, I, I don't know. Can you do your top three? Man, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. I think it's just too hard. Too hard to... Okay, can you rank any of them? Like, just... No, I, I can't like... rank shit. <laughs> I'm not rank. You're the ranking one uh, on yeah, ranking. Though some say your ranking ranks are rank. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I would say, like, uh, some that I... Like, you don't have to put them in an order, I guess. Just throw a few out there that you really dig. Uh, actually, on, on Roger Waters' the, uh, individual album, he's got one, uh, The Bravery of Being Out of Range. That's pretty damn amazing. Um which I know you've probably never heard, <laughs> but, uh, what else? Um, well, like, I mean, I'll, I don't, I really, oh, go ahead. Yeah? I was going to say, oh. you want me to just, like, throw out a few? I can. Like, you can do that if you want. Like, okay, so, obviously, like, I think, as far as, like, favorite, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, uh, Paint It Black, but I think. That's, yeah, that's definitely on the list for sure. Um, um I think All Apologies by Nirvana is almost, is, like, an amazing song. I think it's probably one of the best song. Again, that's one of the absolute best songs ever written to me. Um, I really, I really, really like. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm going to throw the Misfits in here, but like, I really like uh, Saturday Night by them. And I mean, I know it's like their biggest, most famous, most famous hit or whatever. But like, I really, really like Last Caress. You know, there's that kind of shit. Uh, Sex Pistols with Anarchy in the UK, that's a hard one to beat. I mean, I know it's kind of kind of a stereotypical pick, but, dude, and it, it kind of goes into that so so fun, it's good thing, but everybody likes Bohemian Rhapsody. Everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I know I had to, like, pull up the... the I had to pull up my, my media player, which I actually haven't pulled up in a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what I'm sitting here doing, just kind of trying to throw a few out there. Like I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to look at it from an aspect of like shit that I, I really like, but maybe is like okay. I, I guess, I guess there's a few like you know, Madison and I have songs that mean stuff to us in that way, and I'm trying to sort of separate myself from that. I mean, but one of the ones I'm gonna throw in here is uh like bad, bad religion has uh this really, really amazing song uh called Won't Somebody, which realistically is kind of just a giant middle finger to organize religion and it's so well done i don't know how to give it more than that i mean that that's one that to me really gets me i don't know if it and it's one of those in the album i don't it's not really a hit uh yeah you know i'm okay i'm gonna hit you with one that like you're you're not gonna know and no one else out there is gonna know but we're gonna say ones that that have kind of meant something to me a little bit that i've I, I oddly felt gravitated to um, Jonathan Colton, which I think I've mentioned on here before. Um, he kind of, you know, like I said, his, his big claim to fame is he's the guy that wrote, like, the songs for Portal. Like, the, the songs at the end, you know, like, like uh, Still Alive and all that stuff. Right. So that's his big claim to fame is he did the Portal music. And also his, um, his song Code Monkey is pretty popular as well. He, someone out there's probably heard that. Um, that seems super familiar to me. So. Well, he's got this one called uh, the, the Future Soon, which... I found oddly connected to, and I I know you'll, which I came I came to learn of him through like he was on an episode of Nerdist once and it was just him like in his guitar and they were like kind of bullshit and like in the middle of it they just break into like it's like oh, no, I want you to do a song of course again and, and it was like the first song he played too was was this one and it was uh quite enjoyable I I I felt. I felt I, I felt I understood it. I mean, I guess kind of sticking in that. I mean, you got any others in that vein that just like really, really like hit you hard? Where it's just like, goddamn, um, that's it. Like to me, 
not a big country music fan. I think that's pretty obvious. I know I've brought that up a thousand times on this show. Johnny Cash's version of Hurt literally, like, <laughs> is one of the sticks to your fucking ribs kind of songs. I don't, like, I don't know how you can hear that and not be moved in some way. Yeah, I think it's better just because it sounds like, it almost sounds less produced somehow. Right. Like, more more raw, like it like it happened and then there it was, or something, I don't know. It, it didn't try to sound overly, like, stylized, like, you know, which, I mean, gra- granted, the original's not bad, but... Right, yeah, I, I think, I, to me, it's just he, he took that song, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good way to put it, for sure. Um, so you're, like, kind of trying to scum through, see um, if there's anything else major I'm hitting. I mean, I've got the funny songs, like, we like Safety Dance here. I think all <laughs> listeners are aware of that. Or, we like Seven Drunken Nights. <laughs> like Big Balls, as we just talked about. Right. Shatner singing Rocket Man. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Yeah, I mean, I like, like, like one of the ones I'm... One of the probably, I guess... I'll, I'll quit into waxy nostalgia here in a minute. It's probably the last one I'll do. One of the big ones to me was... Because what got me to like punk rock, like the first album I bought that it was like got me to find it was Penny, Pennywise's Land of the Free album. And there's a song on there called Fuck Authority, and it's shocker, but, like, that just spoke to me, and I I don't know. I don't know how to not like that song still. I mean, and I know it's one of those things that caught you at a young age, and so you're always kind of gravitated to it, but I think that was one of those where it's like, I, I guess I realized, wow, you can say this kind of stuff. And I've, I've always... That's probably one of my favorite, just from that realm of it hit me as a kid and it definitely was what kicked the door open into like all the music i like now yeah i, don't know, I guess like i said if i had to choose like the one i you know i almost have to go with the jonathan colton one because I'll, I'll somehow give you a link to it or yeah. something yeah i'm actually pretty curious because i know that you're not really a fucking super sentimental guy so. yeah i mean i guess it's really the only one that i say that that i could feel like i've i've thought deeply about and it's down about halfway down the page and He's also one of the guys that just lets you hear all his stuff and gives away free stuff. Well, that's always good when they do that stuff. His uh, album covers are fucking amazing, by the way. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> My favorite is the one of him standing there with the beach towel and the beach ball, like, you want to come play? And then he's got the one above it's like, him in, like, a unbuttoned shirt holding some roses, like, I got these just for you. These are so cheesy, they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> yep. It, it, he has, like, this guy does, like, a cruise every, like, year we're like where you go on the cruise with him and he like i guess plays music and does strange things and weird other nerdy people are there from like stuff like a lot of stand-up comics go on it and stuff like that because i mean i guess some of his songs could be considered like comedy songs or whatever you want to call them nerd songs but like he's got one in there about ben mandelbrock and um he's got a love song from uh uh charon to to um to, to pluto and you know, what about zombies attacking an office building? Well, of course. I mean, what? What? How, <laughs> you know, how have there not like been that. more? How, how have there not been more of that? Exactly. You know, dating a dating a cyborg. You know, things like that. He's got one where he just is like like got whole clips of things like W said and made it into a song, where it makes it sound like W is talking about like uh, taking a crap. Oh, so he kind of does. He kind of do the whole thing like that. Uh, Austrian death machine. Like where they, it's a, it's a death metal band, but they just use Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes. Oh, yeah, he's got a couple like that, yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess, like, kind of speaking of comedy music, uh, you know Weird Al's drop, like, has a new album out, right? Yeah, which, I heard something about that. Which is, like, the first one he's done in 
I don't know, I guess five years or whatever it is. So yeah. he's still he's still around making nerdy things, which is kind of nice to know. I know because if he doesn't do it, other people are gonna do it. And then and then we're stuck with that crappy comedy where they're singing about airline food. <laughs> like if he doesn't do it, other people on the internet will do it, and and then he won't make any money, and it'll be for free. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> If Weird Al's <laughs> doing it, then it'll be um, Yakov Smirnov doing it. Oh. We're in Soviet Russia comedy songs, right? You. Uh, well, I think we've uh, about about exhausted our audience. Uh. <laughs> I, I know we've exhausted ourselves because we've definitely like like what are we talking about? I don't know. Let's just talk. We apparently forgot something, so we got lost. Have you ever gotten lost in a podcast? Have you ever not known what to say next? Have you ever been, you know, sitting there a loss for words? Well, here at Show Fillers, we, we will provide you with new topics. Did you know that one out of every 3.5 people have, have forgotten what to say in a podcast? And one out of one of them comes up with a useless help agency to fill the void. <laughs> well, not any longer will that happen. If you just send us the, the price of buying a, a hobo a Big Mac, you too can, can solve this problem for a podcaster. I Go used to have my podcast going, and I didn't have a clue what to say. I'd start talking, go somewhere else, start to, like talk about other things, and next thing you know, I don't. I'm talking about Weird Al being being the destroyer of comedy on the internet. Thanks to pod, thanks to pod fillers, I now have have structure in mind. And I no longer, and I no longer make up useless PSAs to fill to fill up the time gap and use as a recurring joke. Thanks, podcast or pod savers, pod fillers, for for saving my podcast and my marriage. Indeed, and and you too can save a a podcaster just by calling this number and helping help a pos- help a podcaster down on his luck. Uh, I, I I know it's. No, oh, I well, fuck it. We're still talking. We're still recording. But no, you can say it. It could be funny. I, I don't know if you want to get swiky with it or not, but it would be kind of funny if you broke those up and strategically put them through the show. But I know I think they're pretty strategic throughout the show as is. I guess that is true. Uh, I mean, I don't think I have to do any work. Honestly, I think like that's been the best part of this is we just keep dropping PSAs in the middle of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I guess if I wanted to get, like, really swanky with it, I'd throw some sort of, like, twinkly music underneath it. Oh, but it is a live news episode, so I wouldn't get too carried away. Yeah, I mean, I, that's a very good point. I mean, I guess you're forgetting. Even though it's a live news episode, I mean, Jarrett is sitting here in the room with us to play music, you know, at our at our leisure, right? I mean, how else do you think we get the theme song at the beginning and the end? I guess that is true. He has to have, so, I mean, he has to have someplace <laughs> to hang I mean, out. They don't know that I'm not sitting there poking him, saying, like, play music now. Look, we're doing... I mean, or he should understand. This is a PSA. He should understand. He knows what kind of music to play underneath them. He is a great musician. He's Majorius. I mean, isn't that right, Jared? Hey, I'm Majorius. <laughs> oh, well, I guess, I guess uh, since this is recorded live for their listening pleasure later, um, do you have any, do you have any uh, I guess, pick up your Bible... And uh, find no, some is. find some good words to leave the leave the illustrious people with, so they they can do things. All right, yes. Let me pick up my Bible. <laughs> Did you drop it down a staircase? <laughs> oh my God. Wait, that's not how you search for a Bible. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, okay, I won't do any more sound gags in the middle of the show. <laughs> um, well, this passage right here that I have found strikes a, 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 a firm chord with me that I think that it should help out all of you, especially if you are suffering from any of the PSAs that um, we, have, we have brought up here. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. yippee ki motherfucker. Amen. That was a good one. You ready to stop this? We probably should, or we'll talk, and it'll be even worse. Alright. Three, two, one, stop! Need more shenanigans in your day? Find them at bspodcast.us twitter.com slash board shenanigan our iTunes feed or at facebook.com slash board shenanigans. Oh god, I'm scared. I thought you were a ghost. Have I said that on this show yet? How I think it'd be really funny if there was a confused ghost and instead of them like, boo, it was boo, and they heckled somebody? Like, you have, like, like the like, heckling like, ghost? I, I think you have, because I probably then also said, like, do you mean, like, in the Muppets Christmas Carol when the old guys were ghosts? Like yeah, were this heckling? is starting to- <laughs> this is starting to sound familiar. I just, I just really like the concept instead of Casper the friendly ghost. You have like Herschel the heckling ghost. I mean, I think that he's, he's kind of like the Phantom of the Opera, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think like I would have watched that cartoon as a kid, like especially if he was like a British ghost, because of course. It, so, so you know, like, kids are walking through this haunted theater, and then like you know. Like, you know, creepy shit starts happening and the walls are rattling and pictures are falling off and then it's just like, You suck! Nobody loves you! Your mom's a whore! And the kids are like, Ah! And they run off. Like, he doesn't under- I just- It's really funny to me. I'm gonna go on the internet and write bad reviews! <laughs>